Welcome to another edition of Guillotine Press. Was that good, Brian Brooks? No. A podcast that's harder than your stepmom Samantha Fox records. Or maybe <laughs> Brian Brooks's Samantha Fox records tonight. <laughs> Brooks knows who Samantha Fox is? Nope. Probably not. Brooks doesn't even know who Iron Maiden is, bub. Oh, please. I'm your host this week, Travis Ybarra, with my two brothers in metal, Joshua Heath. Hello. And Brian Brooks. Yolo, hello. Brian Brooks is on the rag this week or something. Am I? <laughs> this dude is like fucking screaming and shit, trying to get this all set up and shit. It was, the struggle was real today with setup. He's it's, so, it, but it's okay. He's so angry getting this set up. Like it's always like all tense and shit. I'm like, what are we about to do, man? He's about to flip. Well, this is God. why. I, this is why I need therapy because I have anger problems. Josh is texting <laughs> me like help <laughs> while we're setting. Yeah, it. I'm setting up. Yeah, you guys are probably texting. What is wrong with it? <laughs> Is he okay? No, but seriously. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, he's 45 now, so right. it's easy to get angry. So, just a little like preview for what we got in store for the listeners today. We got news and rock and metal. We've got what we've been listening to, you know, a couple, couple show reviews and stuff. Uh, concert season, of course, is upon us. And then a battle later on that we will introduce, a Slayer battle between Seasons of the Abyss versus Rain and Blood. First, boys, how we been doing? Pretty good, man. Um, not much to complain about. Ready for the spooky season, ready for Halloween, ready for the new Halloween movie, uh, just ready for everything fall. I'm glad the temperatures are starting to drop a little bit because... Uh, oh, yeah. I love fall weather. You know, it's the best season. So, yeah, I got a lot of things to look forward to for the rest of the year. A lot of uh, cool shows coming around. I think Slipknot will be here soon. I don't think I'm going to go to that, though. Tomorrow. You're not yep. going to Slipknot? Oh, I'm not. No, I've seen him like 10 times in the last three years, so mm-hmm. I'm just like, what more can they do differently? Mm-hmm. You're you're a little uh, sour on Corey Taylor right now, right? Not really. I just like, I, <laughs> everything's just got to be like a fight between celebrities, and I'm like, there's real problems in the world. Let's move on. Those right. are real problems. What, uh, <laughs> what problems are more real than that? Yeah, it's true. Let's be honest. Yeah, everybody, we should all just care about... Um, Drama makes the world go around. Yeah, well, well my, fa- my favorite, my favorite thing right now, dominating the news, is like their relationship between Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker, and how they're friends with uh, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. And I'm oh like, God. I'm like, who cares? Like, why are we following this? Because uh, they're super, super important critical I guess figures. So. <laughs> well, yeah. and see this, and they this make for good memes on the internet. And maybe this isn't the right show to bring it up, but I'm like. Who gives a fuck about Travis Barker either? Like the dude was in Blink One Eighty Two, like in yeah. the early two thousand. He shouldn't even be. And we were going. I was going to wait to bring this up, but he shouldn't even be the biggest news right now because uh, I saw that Mark Hoppus was actually uh, cancer free. So yeah, that I saw that awesome. bit of news the other day. That was pretty yeah. awesome to see. I know. So, believe me, I like Blink One Eighty Two, but I'm yeah. like, it was a long time ago, man. Like, come on, what, uh, Travis Barker. Yeah, yeah. It's like, come on. Yeah, I did see Mark Hoppus because it was a. Uh, Going back to him a little bit, a month and a half ago, he was like, well, I'm not sure. They're not sure yet if the, don't quote me, but he was like, I'll find out soon if the uh, chemotherapy was working or if we have to go a different route. And it turns out it worked and now he's cancer free. So 
Do we even know what kind of cancer he had? He had I mean, it doesn't matter. Lymphoma. lymphoma. Oh, okay. I, I forget what kind of lymphoma, but it, it, I think his mom might have I, I honestly don't really know a whole lot about I, it. Do not quote me on any of this. I'm just going by memory. I, I think it was lymphoma. But, okay. Um, so we're touching on Corey Taylor. I want to get this out there just like real quick. Okay. Corey Taylor on the Eddie Trunk. Eddie Trunk interviewed him this last week and uh, on volume, serious volume. And uh, he was teasing a new song coming from Slipknot. from Slipknot. Yeah, similar to All Out Life is what he said, like a similar kind of situation. So like a single that's not on the album? He said, unlike All Out Life, though, this one will be on the album. Okay. So I was like, great. You know, All Out Life should have been on. I'm uh, still not sure did why he, they did that. Did he explain yeah. on that interview why All Out Life no. didn't make the album? No. And he hmm. said that um, Eddie Trunk like asked him about it, and he was like, uh, he was like, this single like reminds people who the fuck we are. Like those were like his exact words. <laughs> Why'd you roll your eyes, bud? Isn't that, isn't that no, what they uh, said? <laughs> nobody loves Slipknot more than me. Isn't that what they said Corey before Taylor this last album? They say it every album, man. Exactly. Like, to be shit. fair, though, the last album same was shit. pretty pretty killer. Yeah, the, the last album was killer, but like, man, like, how many times do we hear from bands like, this is the one? This is like... We're gonna, going back to our roots. Like, this one sounds like... <laughs> <laughs> they're, like they're like, this one sounds like Iowa. And I'm like, it, it doesn't. It, won't. it doesn't it won't. sound like Iowa. Like, Iowa sounded like Iowa. Mm-hmm. I mean, are there songs yeah. that are possibly as heavy as some of the songs on Iowa? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But, like, let's yeah. not say we can compare this to, like, Iowa. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he was the one comparing it to Iowa at all. I think it was more so Jim Root saying it was reminiscent of Iowa. But, like, every album, like, a metal band... Metal bands are all guilty of this. They're like, this is the heaviest album we've ever yeah. put out. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, they all say that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, Corey Taylor teasing new Slipknot, so we'll have to keep a lookout for that. Of course, I'll always be excited for a new Slipknot album. They're one of my all-time favorite bands. But, like, it is funny every time a new project is coming out from, like, a metal band. And they're always saying something along the lines of... We're going to rock your faces in with this one. Yeah. Or, like, this one, you've never heard us like this before. I'm like, meh. So, speaking <laughs> of a new song, um, we were graced with oh, this uh, new ghost song today called Hunter's <laughs> Moon. <laughs> From the soundtrack of Halloween uh, Kills. Yeah, correct. Yeah, made for Halloween Kills. Uh, I, I wonder if Ryan Turk like, kind of got them to do that. Ryan Turk could produce on the movie, but anyway, that's... What did you think about the new Ghost song? I thought that um, it was very reminiscent of their last album, which leads me to believe that it was a B-side off that album. Um, obviously, I have no clue. It could have been recorded specifically for the album, and there could have been an article, an article saying that it was, and I could just look dumb. But it, nonetheless, I thought it sounded a lot like the songs from Prickell. Brooks more I thought like so. which means sounding, right? which means it wasn't good. Yeah, more in like... Brooks' opinion, he's not a fan of the uh, softer ghost side. Because it, is, it I, was yeah, very like soft, it. though, right? I don't like it like, at all. I don't know if it was the guitars were heavy. I'm just kind of tired of them at this point. Really? I'm, get, I'm getting I'm getting to that point where I'm just kind of over them. Uh, I hope we can have Tobias Forge on the show one day. But, <laughs> well, but, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, no, I, I don't. I don't, you, I don't. I don't like what they're doing lately. No, that's I fair, just, man. I you just have don't to be, dig it. You have to be objective. But um, Eddie Trunk doesn't really like him, and he had to buy us on the show. So, anyway, um, the, the guitars on it, I will say, were pretty heavy. The riffs were there were some pretty heavy riffs, but the, like the melodies are very poppy. Yeah. Um, the chorus is very very poppy i did i was like i don't know i just thought that the chorus man and like this is coming from somebody who has nowhere near the musical talent that like tobias forge or anybody in ghost has i just didn't think like the chorus was like as powerful as like 
not for something it for wasn't Halloween like a, Kills. Yeah, it's it like, wasn't. <laughs> like, when I think of, like, horror yeah. movie soundtracks, man, like, I'll think dun, of... Dun, 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 you know, like, like something up to Like, when Kill Switch Engage did When Darkness Falls for Freddy vs. Jason, and then you had that, right. When Darkness Falls. <laughs> and this one was just like, Hunter's Moon. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what is Michael Myers fucking dancing under the yeah, moon? Yeah, he's like, he, is he just doing the robot? <laughs> I like hope we don't a, see that. They're having a rave under the moon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I thought that the um, one thing about Ghost that was always that stood out to me was not only like how they had like this weird vibe of like it wasn't the heaviest music, but it was also like evil, right? Mm-hmm. And but there was just something about how the songs were structured where. Everything flew together. The choruses were like incredible in the way that they flew into the verses and vice versa. Like the bridges, mm-hmm. like I mean, everything was just so like constructed so well. Um, like Square Hammer was voted like the metal song of the decade. And Square Hammer, like, think about that chorus for Square Hammer. Right? Powerful chorus. Mm-hmm. Like and then you think of choruses for like year zero. Yeah. Like stuff like that, like powerful choruses. I, I just I, I feel like this one just didn't have that impact that I felt from earlier songs. Yeah, like think about like Body and Blood. Like, yeah. like stuff like that. It's like Or Monstrance Clock. Right. Yeah. Stuff like that where like they're anthems that the crowd sings along to. Like I just don't see a whole like arena because they're playing arenas now, a whole arena like yeah. singing along to this. Mm-hmm. My opinion. So final thoughts, yeah. Brooks? No, no for you. Just that's just a no. I don't. No, I feel. I don't, I don't really. I mean, and listen, I listened to the song once. Yeah. So and it was like while I was doing my work, so it wasn't like a a really critical listen. It was just like on. I was just like, mm, no, you know. <laughs> I was just like, I'll pass. I, I, don't, also, I don't. I don't like it. I should also mention too. It was like very different from the um, Seven Inches of Satanic Panic. So you thought it was a lot different. I thought it was. I thought mm-hmm. like it didn't have. Like, that was kind of, like, 60s-influenced, like, mm. rock music. And this one was just kind of going back to, like, poppy, like, rock like from Perkel, I thought. But, yeah. So it's, like, that's what leads me to believe that it was just a song they didn't use. This just Perkel. might be who they are now, though. Like... I don't, I don't I mean, know. I mean, they're I, getting, you know, they're getting a little bigger. They're getting more popular. They're probably trying to become a little more... Uh, accessible i think mainstream. it's i don't know in order for us to form like a i just a real opinion man. we're gonna have to wait for the next album yeah they gotta put and out another record and once like, that next album comes yeah. out i think that's when we can really set a solid um kind of judgment a, on where they're going for sure because if they put out another record that is exclusively like, like and the, while there were heavy songs like on, <laughs> while there were heavy songs on prekel i understand there were heavy songs on prekel trust me um but the majority of that was very like, like very reminiscent of like ABBA and mm-hmm. stuff like that, right? Scooby Doo chase music, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is fun. But yeah. like, I miss like that early Ghost, like mm-hmm. you know uh, that early vibe that that gave us. So Mummy Dust and Body and Blood, yeah, all that stuff, yeah, had an edge to it. Yeah, or like yeah. Um, that's what I, I want to see them get back to that. Yeah, like Ritual or uh, mm-hmm. Stand by Him, stuff like that, man. Mm-hmm. It's a but that next album is going to be huge to see if they stick to what they mean when they say each album sounds different, or if they want a more audience friendly approach. Mm-hmm. So real quick, this is kind of like um, I like I checked out Alice Cooper last night. He's freely Alice Cooper, and I just wanted to get a review of that show out there. Yeah, I wanted to hear about that too. So this was the first time that I've seen Alice Cooper like headline. Uh, I saw him open for Motley Crue. And um, he was amazing. Like, starting out with Ace, 
Ace's show was like a like guitar. You know, obviously he's one of the, like one of my favorite guitarists of all time, but it's very guitar heavy. Like it's you know he's a he's a singer, but he's not really you know what I mean. Like so, if you're not the biggest Ace fan, you're not gonna be. He he's not like a fucking Alice Cooper showman. Did he sing each song? Yeah. Well, he sung like his songs that he wrote for Kiss. Shock me. Yeah, shock me. Uh, New York Groove. Okay. Uh, he sung, um, uh, fuck. He sung Parasite. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, he actually opened up with Parasite, I believe, or did it second. Did he, um, uh, he did Led Zeppelin too, didn't he? Yeah, Rock Good and Times Roll? by Time. Oh, Good Bad times, times by Time. Okay. Um, a killer show, you know, not for everybody. Um, you know, like, like I said, if you're not big into Kiss and stuff like that, he played a lot of Kiss. Uh, Alice Cooper is just like, uh, we mentioned it was zombie, like seeing zombie live. Alice Cooper's. Um, like right on that level with Zombie. Like he just never puts on a bad show. Um, he has a badass, and he she's been in the band for a while. But that um, uh, Nita, Nita Strauss, Strauss. she yeah. is fucking killer. Yeah, she's really good. Like um, and it was way more theatrical than I remember it last time. Obviously, uh, we're into October. You know, um, well, it was it, also a headlining show. Not, yeah. So um, uh, castles, you know, in the background and shit. Mm-hmm. She had a cloak on during her solo and was like slowly walking down the stairs. You know, it was just very, very theatrical, and he fucking rocked it. Like, Here's a fun fact: Did he? He did. I'm assuming he did only women bleed, right? I think so. Yeah, and a little bit of it. You know how they do? They'll yeah. do like a couple um, songs at Mel- the end. Or yeah. Medley. Melody, yeah, medley. Um, the nurse that comes out during that. You know who that is? Uh, his wife. That's right? his wife. Yeah. 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 Um, during this, I think. Um, it, it wasn't a nurse. He did uh, Dead Babies, which I was, like, surprised that he did. He did oh, wow. Yeah, he did Dead Babies and Steven. Like, he did Steven, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in the straight jacket and stuff. Of course, during that part in the show when he disappears and Rose is like, where the fuck is he? I'm like, you'll see here in a minute. You know, they bring him out in a straight jacket with the babies and, you know, you know they he's do like, the guillotine and he's shit. Like, Billion. <laughs> yeah. Different song, but, like. Billion Dollar Babies is so killer live. Oh, he did. Um, I literally shrieked. Like, I literally <laughs> screamed. Did he do Under My Wheels? Yeah. Oh! He did Under My Wheels. Uh, this is this is how good he was. I went and bought two t-shirts after the show. Did you really? Yeah. I felt like I owned him. <laughs> like, I did. I, just, I, I pulled T-shirts up this... with 50 bucks, by the way. Were they really? Yeah. I bought two of them. Here's I pulled the up his set list. He played 22 songs. Mm-hmm. I've seen Alice. That's crazy three times the mm-hmm. first time i saw him i was 14 years old my dad took me and it was a white river lawn when it was still white river lawn i will never forget that show he mm-hmm. headlined it was dude it's still one of the top five best shows i've ever mm-hmm. seen like the, even the little things that he does yeah. when like he has that sword and he has all when he's doing billion dollar <laughs> oh, babies it, and he shakes out like the yeah. alice cooper faced bills out yeah. into the crowd or when you know, it just any like like the way that he interacts with his yeah, guitarist, it's like, awesome. He'll like shove him away, or he'll yeah, be like, or like uh, that and shit like that. Feed my Frankenstein, that oh. gigantic Frankenstein comes out, yeah. and dude, it's it's so much. He fun. led with that, yeah. He led with that. Feed he, my Frankenstein. What? He opened up with it. Did he bring out Frankenstein? Yeah. What a he, way to kick off the show. He uh, right? did. He did uh, also. The last time I saw him, he didn't do. Um, he's back. The man without him. Uh, the man behind the mask, okay. which is the Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. Yeah. Uh, song that he did for that movie, and Jason ca- fucking came out, dude. He was on stage. What was I, the crowd like? That was the part where I like yelled and I screamed. <laughs> what was the crowd like? Was it packed or? Uh, it was actually really funny. It it was like, 
it was like a, a mixture of like old old dudes that like got high a bunch in the seventies right. and were possibly still high, and <laughs> freaks like me, <laughs> you know, like Cooper freaks, like dressed all in. So black Rose and, was like, "I gotta get out of here." I gotta get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rose, no, Rose likes Cooper, and Rose likes like a, some of Ace's stuff too. But did he, Rose uh, had a blast. Did he end with poison? Uh, no, he 18? ended with uh, schools, schools out. out. Yeah, that makes sense. He came out with a Peyton Manning jersey on and what? shit with a cane and like a an all white like suit with a top hat and like. Why do you wear a Peyton Manning jersey? Because we were in Pandering. kind of in Indianapolis. Oh, should have wore Carson Wentz one. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, shouldn't have done that. But yeah. no, it's uh, it's always cool to see Alice live, man. Um, it's it's such a it's an experience. Brooks, have you seen him? No. It's such an experience because it takes you back to being a little kid, man. Mm-hmm. Where like you know this is all fiction and fun, but you're yeah. like losing yourself in it because it's like a mixture of. It's different than seeing Slipknot because Slipknot is pure like aggression, right? Yeah. Or seeing a gore. It's mm-hmm. different than gore. I guess gore is kind of funny too. But uh, there's something fun about Alice Cooper. Something very like uh, cartoony. He's like a horror host, dude. Yeah, he's like that's a good way to put it. Yeah, one of those guys. That's a good way to put it. It's just like Sven Gulli. Not only mm-hmm. is he like <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah, like the the best front men are the ones who take you on a ride throughout the show. Yeah, for sure. Right? And by the way, um, I don't know if you guys have listened to it or not, and this isn't like an old fuddy duddy like me I listen to Eddie Trunk kind of thing. Mm. His new record is killer. I listened to uh, the Detroit yeah. uh, tapes. Is that what it's called? Detroit stories. Detroit stories. Okay. Yeah. His yeah. new album good. is actually like really killer. Yeah, he played Under My Wheels. He played. Uh, That's my favorite. Uh, Alice Bed Cooper of Nails. Song. Bed of Nails. It's fucking yeah. killer. Under My Wheels is my favorite Alice Cooper song. Roses on White Lace. Like I mean, he just played like all of them really. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is a pretty massive set list. Yeah. How long did he play? Do you did you have an hour and a half? Yeah, an hour and a half, something okay. like that. Man, that's, yeah, that's awesome. I don't know how the fuck he does it at seventy three. Like, is he seventy three? I was gonna yeah. say he has to that's be at least seventy, dude. He, like I said, one of the best showmen I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like you know, yeah, he opened with "Feed My Frankenstein," "No More Mister Nice Guy," "Bed of Nails," uh, "The Velvet Underground Cover," "Rock and Roll." Though that was his opening. He Killer. ran with all those guys back in the day, though. That's the thing people forget about Alice mm-hmm. Cooper's. He was like running with Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison. Mm-hmm. Like that's how long Alice Cooper's been around, man. Like he was running with mm-hmm. all those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he always like he told a uh, he told a fucking fantastic Elvis story. Oh, um, he knew Elvis. Yeah, so he met Elvis. Elvis was living in like a penthouse in Vegas, and he said that uh, he went to like his. Because Elvis had, like, of course, like, he was on the top floor or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he gets in the elevator, and they frisk him and, like, take his, we- like, if he had any weapons or whatever. And he said the elevator opens, and there's, like, guns everywhere. Like, in Ellis's like, suite or whatever. And he said uh, <laughs> Elvis was, like, all in, like, sheer, you know, white jumpsuit. Like, you know, typical Elvis. Like, fucking badass Elvis. And he said that Elvis, like, told him to pull a gun on him. He was like, here, take this gun and pull it on me. You know, because Elvis was like a martial artist or whatever. You know, he was all coked up. <laughs> <laughs> but, El- like, he had Alice hold a gun up to him. He was like, you're the kid with the snakes. Uh, I like the- I like your act or something, you know, whatever. Whoa. 
and he said that um, <laughs> he said Alice says that he holds the gun up to Elvis's belly, and Elvis is just like <laughs> does like a fucking karate move and puts Al- puts Alice on the floor. Oh I was like, dude, that is awesome. <laughs> he told that during the show. Yeah, he told that on like one of the Eddie. No, he told that on like one of the Eddie Trunk interviews or whatever. Wow, it's fucking awesome. I dude. feel like you told me that story before, and that's so awesome, dude. That's Elvis, so <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking killer. <laughs> All right, boy. That's so, great. So, um, do you guys have anything else as far as like news or whatever? I don't. I guess we could talk about the new tool tour. Yeah, the new tool tour. That yeah. got it's Not coming here. It's coming closest is Louisville. So mm-hmm. I think they're doing the Chicago show too. Are they doing Chicago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tools coming back around for the Fear Inoculum album cycle. So. And I I forget when that's going to kick off. It's sometime in January. Twenty two. Is it? I think January, January or February. February. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, that was the first back. thing I did is like look to see if they were coming here because I was like, I was like, man, I you know even though I kind of I don't want to say I shit on Tool, but I've never been like a huge fan. I was like, you mm-hmm. know what, if they were around, I would I think I'd have to go see them. Yeah, they put on a great show. Yeah, that's yeah. I've still yet to see them. Yeah, really. Okay. Yeah, I need to fucking check them out. Do you see they're going to Louisville? Mm-hmm. See that that'd be better KFC than, Yum Center. That'd be better than going to Chicago for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, and it's probably closer. less packed. And it's closer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, Josh, what do you what you what do you listen to right now? So the big, uh, there's been so much new music coming out. Um, I think I talked about this maybe a little bit last week, but I've been really listening to the new Plot New Swan, uh, Swan Song record. Um, it's a very kind of like um, I'm trying to explain. It, it's it, it's a they're a metalcore band at their core and at their roots, but uh, very good melodies, very good singing. Um, just overall a really great band if you haven't heard of them i recommend them and then the what devil was their name again sorry the plot and you okay and then the devil wears prada put out a new single um Ooh. by the way i finally got my zombie 2 ep the other oh, day really? yeah so it took 6 months but um, <laughs> <laughs> but um the nobody's new, counting though yeah I, I forget what the song is called um let me look real quick but it was super super heavy um, I enjoy it. Sacrifice is what it's called. And the album, the single artwork is pretty cool. Um, very sludgy breakdown at the end that I think uh, is going to catch a few people off guard with. Uh, I, obviously, Delaware's Prod has always had breakdowns, but this one in particular is a very sludgy, slow, like kind of in a different direction. I'm ready for the new era of the Delaware's Prada. I've always been a huge fan. Um, mm-hmm. The latest zombie EP was killer and super heavy. So if that's the direction they're going, I'm all in. Mm hmm. Percy, nice, what you've nice. been listening to? Um, kind of a couple, a couple little things because uh, you and I are going to the Knotfest show tomorrow mm-hmm. in Indy, so I've been kind of uh, show prepping. I I cheated and I did something that I in in, in recent episodes said that I don't do is mm-hmm. I, I looked at set list of what they've been of what the other bands have been playing mostly, because um, of course. Uh, with Slipknot, we have Killswitch Engage, Code Orange, and Fever 333 opening. So I kind of wanted to see what those bands were going to be playing. So I've been kind of digging in. Um, mostly, like, I'm pretty familiar with all the stuff Fever's playing. So, I, you know, that's the show that, uh, like, Sturgeon just went to um, Louder Than Life. Mm-hmm. And that was his first time seeing them. And I remember him telling us, he's like, man, that show was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um you know, because we've we've talked about how they're 
rumored to have a pretty really good show, really high energy. And he's like, we have to get to the show on time Friday so we can see them. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, the paper 333. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're opening uh, Code Orange. I listened to them. A l- I wanted to listen to them a little bit because I, I wasn't. There's a band that I was familiar with, but I've never really like taken the time to listen. So I was listening to them. I'm excited. Shit, man. They have some really good shit. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see them. They're really heavy. It's they're kind of an interesting band too because they're like they a lot of their stuff is really heavy, but they've they there's a couple songs that I would listen to that I was like, man, this kind of sounds like punk rock a little bit. Like there or it's like a little like uh, the vocals are just like very different too. Like they'll have really like low tone vocals, and on the other song it'll sound like punky almost mm-hmm. so it's oh, code, orange. code orange yeah well they uh switch between singers uh that makes sense because it was very different sound <laughs> yeah one of them is uh it was almost like he was trying to sing screamer. but he wasn't very good and <laughs> i remember what was the song like it was a good song but it, i remember i remember hearing the vocals i was like this just sounds really different it was uh, well they have reba who's the uh the female vocalist mm. and then they have um what's his name i can't remember his name but he's like the um like the screams and stuff. Gotcha. So. But very good band. I'm really excited to see them. And Kill Switch is always a great show. So I'm I'm pumped, man. This is gonna be a great show. Um and Thanks then, for the invite, guys. <laughs> well that was yeah, we uh got, yeah, that was get, that was the surgeon special where they get those tickets from work. Uh, we got cares? the hook up. Yeah. So yeah. you know. Sorry. I'll just go I'll just go front row. So, so I'm a little late. You'll be next to us then. Huh. Are you guys front row? Well, it's pretty. His seat, the seats that they they get are pretty much they're on like the the side, mm. but it's like row two. Oh, it's well, like kind right. of where you guys sat for the last time they were here. Yeah, but okay. they're. I think they're on the okay. other. They're on the other side this time. But yeah. So I'm a little lame, man. I've been catching up. Um, the two ones that I've been listening to, the two uh, mainly two records. I already mentioned one of them, but it's the new Alice Cooper record, which dropped this last year. Uh, Detroit Stories, Heath. I really think you need to listen to. A, couple tracks on there like go uh go man go uh punk rock sound like mm-hmm. i think you would dig some of this shit man yeah i've listened to it it's pretty good yeah um uh the new maiden record caught up with that uh, what'd you think unreal yeah um yeah um you finally listened to the spirit box didn't you yeah but I, see <laughs> see i didn't want to bring that up because like we talk about spirit box like on every episode but yeah i know i big news man you gotta talk i dig about did uh i dig i did go through that album um i really dug it uh you know i don't get into i was like, a little skeptical that you would actually like it well sometimes i don't like like a lot of like stuff like that um you know like just bands like you know like nothing more and you know like all these mm-hmm. kinds of bands like that but yeah i really dug like a, uh two tracks that i wrote down was yellow jacket and hurt you yellow like, jacket's really, probably my favorite yeah i yeah, really really dug cool. those two tracks she is unreal she's an unreal vocalist um just to spend a little bit more time on the maiden record like um, uh, Shinjitsu, or is, ha- is that how you say the name of the album? Close enough. Days of Future yeah, close Past. Enough. Days of Future Past and The Darkest Hour. Two killer tracks, man. Yeah, that's, um, that's a really good it's album. It's an epic album. Yeah, it really is, man. Might be their best since Brave New World. Uh, that's what I was thinking, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was Brave New World? Like 2000? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yep. Gotta be, dude. It's it, it's a lot better than... Um, and, Book of Souls? Yeah. I like Book of Souls, though, of too, Souls. but I thought it was better than that as well. Yeah. Um, it's just like a really solid listen all the way through, mm-hmm. you know? At least I thought. Mm-hmm. Very uh, consistent, yeah. So I wanted to get into something else. Uh, Brooks, you said that you were starting to get into vinyl. So what was uh, uh, what's the deal with that? Not really. Well, here's the thing. Like, well, I think it started because we were, I haven't bought anything yet. Like, I don't own anything. But 
like we were talking i think we were just talking on the, the episode last week about like um it was again part of our spirit box conversation and i think i asked josh um because i had seen that they posted they were releasing some like limited edition stuff for eternal blue and i was like man i kind of because i was like all about it i was like i kind of want to just buy it just so i have it like even if i never buy a record player like i think it'd be cool just to have something like that because like if they're on the trajectory that everybody thinks they are like having that limited edition for of their debut is probably going to be really huge to have Mm -hmm. um so that kind of that's that's kind of been on my things to consider because i'm like you know what and like doing this podcast has been really good for me too in that it's forcing me especially when doing the album battles it's really forcing me to spend time just like sit down and listen to an album like mm-hmm. digest it all the way through mm-hmm. and i'm like that's like the reason to like like that's the experience of having a record is the you know the you know the the physical More the physical connection. the physicalness of it you know yeah mm-hmm. i know it's a ter- not english but you know, you sit. You, tan- you, it's more tangible. More tangible. Yeah. You have the record play. You have the actual record in your hands. You place it in the thing, and you, you know, you, you know, you just you gotta you gotta actually do 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 something to make the music play. It's not just mm-hmm. pull up my phone, Spotify, boom, and then let's roll. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm like, shit, I can do. I can set this up in my basement. Like, I can just go sit go, go sit down there in the cold and listen to my music. Like, I think that'd be really cool. So, it's something I'm definitely like considering i i think i wanted to do at some point um because right now i just kind of listen to these songs like while i'm taking a break from my work and you know or like out at night you know i'll sit in my bed and just like listen to these albums before i go to bed and stuff like that but i'm like i need i think it's something that i kind of want to do a little bit more of um so maybe one day i'll actually like grow up and buy a record player so we'll Mm -hmm. see (laughs) But I did want to, there is actually another band that I wanted to uh, bring up, um, something that in the, something I've been listening to, it's, it's actually a band I just discovered like a few days ago. Um, and I had no idea who they were until then. No, I guess that's why I discovered it. Right. But they're band- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, that's funny. Um, no, they're a band called Dying Wish. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about them, Josh? I heard him. I heard him on. I heard him on like Liquid Metal or something. See, I've heard but their name, but I haven't heard anything. They're about. like brand new. They're. I mean, they're not like brand new, but they're is about. Dying Wish. The. Um, they're releasing their debut album tomorrow. Is that? I think it's October the band. It, it's she's a female screamer, right? Yes. Yeah, I know who they are. They're. Uh, they used to tour with Knocked Loose a lot. Dude, that is so crazy that you say that because, because what what's available now? Like I said, their their album actually debuts. On October first, which it'll be the date that we publish this podcast. And when I heard it, when I heard their music playing, without if I, it was just one of those. If I closed my eyes, I was like, "Is this new knocked loose music?" Well, she's on the different shade of blue album. Is she? I think it's. Um, I did not know that. A serpent's touch is the one she's on. She's the final breakdown of that. But I was like, but her, and I, I forget what his, the lead singer's name of Knock Loose Brian is. Brian Garris. Yeah. But I was like, hearing hearing her vocals, I, I truly thought that I was listening to Knock Loose for a little mm-hmm. bit. And I was just like, holy shit. 
Um, and the album, and I'm sorry, I need to look it back up. I have it, a note on my phone what it is. The album is called Do Fragments of a Bitter Memory. So um, I'm going to check out that album tomorrow because, like I said, that's they're gonna, a good band, man. Yeah. So I'm going to check that out. Um, if you're into Knock Loose, like that metalcore, I think is what they are. Just a hardcore band. Just yeah. yeah, really hard, really good breakdowns, heavy shit, uh, good scream vocals, like good stuff. So if you're into that, check it out. See, so hearing that new Ghost uh, tune, I would. Thought I was listening to the new Tiffany, so <laughs> <laughs> he's just like. <laughs> think we're alone now. So, do you guys think it's time to uh, enter the guillotine? Let's do it. <laughs> let's let's roll. So he says with conviction. <laughs> hey, you better get ready because you're gonna go first. That's so, fine. Heath, do you want to introduce Seasons of the Abyss? Brooks, do you want to introduce Rain and Blood? Yeah, I will, but Brooks, Josh go first because well, I'm not ready. Rain and Blood came out first. Okay, know. okay. <laughs> let me just let me. Okay, I got it. All right, Rain and Blood from 1986, a half hour of power. <laughs> um, not seven inches of satanic panic. <laughs> satanic panic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> he just sees that like ghost interview, like swirling down the train. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whew. Okay. Let's all breathe. Okay. Rain in Blood from 1986. T- tracks such as Angel of Death, Piece by Piece, Necrophobic, Altar of Sacrifice, Jesus Saves, Criminally Insane, Reborn, Epidemic, Postmortem, Raining Blood, and Aggressive Perfector. And from 1990, we have Seasons in the Abyss, starting out with War Ensemble, Blood Red, Spirit Mm. in Black, Expendable Youth, Dead Skin Mask, Hollowed Point, Skeletons of Society, Temptation, Born of Fire, Seasons in the Abyss. Ooh. (laughs) So who wants to go first? You want to have Heath go first? Yeah, I vote Heath go first. Sure. I'll go ahead and go first. So... He's changing his mind right no, now. No, every week... My mind's made up, so it's all Every good. week I come up with the right answer for our group. Oh, shit. And uh, this week the right answer is 1990s Seasons in the Abyss. Um, season, so Rain and Blood is a classic, classic thrash album that really left an imprint on the genre from start to finish, just punishing, fast, heavy... Um, relentless, just um, blasphemous music. So, <laughs> I, I mean, that was a lot of people's introduction into Slayer. That's where a lot of people turn for their first Slayer album is Rain and Blood. But I think when you get to Season in the Abyss, I think it really shows a band that matured and was more focused on uh, more concrete songwriting, right? So instead of just playing fast, as fast as they could from front to back, I think there were moments that Season the Abyss lets it breathe. Um, for example, <clears throat> Dead Skin Mask. Not as heavy, or not as not as fast as a typical Slayer song is. Um, it's right there in the middle, there to let you breathe. Um, it's just a slower pace. It's kind of groovy. It lets you just chill and like lay back and just listen you know 
Dance with the dead in my dreams. <laughs> I think that's one of the best songs on yeah. that album. Kind yeah. of groovy. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of groovy. It's just like not, you can bang your head to it, but it's not like you're not going to like snap your neck banging your head to it. You know what I mean? I think there's a lot of, um, and like Season of the Abyss, uh, the song, like the intro to that is just, um, you know, very eerie, very creepy, very. Um, it's kind of, kind of, yeah. It kind of felt a little sludgy to me too. I made, yeah. I made a note on that one too. It felt yeah, and it has one of my favorite Slayer songs, "Temptation," which we got to see him play live mm-hmm. on their farewell tour. Did they played um, Blood Red too, didn't they? Yeah, I think yeah, so. I think that was on the set list. Too. Uh, Spirit in Black, uh, mm-hmm. Expendable Youth. All those songs are, you know, just killer. And I feel like this album just really shows the band as they like grew and how their songwriting just got better. Um, I will say the only thing I think rain and blood does better. It has a better opener. I think angel of death is the better opener. Um, but war ensemble is killer too, man. So war ensemble is a great song. Yeah. So, but it's hard to beat angel of death. So I got to go with season in the abyss. All right. Brooksy, you're up next. Okay. Well, you're definitely going to be a tiebreaker today, Travis, because I am I am on Team Rain and Blood. Okay. Um uh, To be fair, I cannot I cannot disagree with Josh's feedback on um Abyss because even when I was sitting down and really thinking about these albums, I remember saying to myself like Seasons of the Abyss does feel like a more polished product. But there's something about Rain and Blood where I just love, like, I love that it's just like a half hour punch to the face. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know, and you have a valid point of, like, album construction in Seasons of the Abyss. Like, you do get breaks. Like, even though Dead Skin Mask is still a very heavy song, it's, it is kind of an exhale. Um, but I, I find myself in Seasons of the Abyss, like, a little bit in the back. I don't know, like a little beyond the halfway point before the end. I kind of, there's a couple songs like I'm not saying that, and like they're still very good songs, but I see myself just kind of like, it, they, I can, I wouldn't care if they were not there or not. Um, but with Rain and Blood, I get an album that like is just like a, just like a punch to the mouth for half an hour. And I really love that about Slayer, and and frankly, like Raining Blood is maybe. And I'm not going to pretend to be like a historian or somebody who knows the best of anything, but like it's got to be one of the greatest thrash metal songs I've ever made. Mm-hmm. And it's my favorite Slayer song. And I I don't want to be guy that picks the album because it has his favorite song on it, but like that album is just so ridiculous getting up to that point and then you get to the end and then you have that i'm just like i I mean it doesn't it really doesn't get any better for me and angel of death is amazing piece by piece is maybe my next favorite song on that album like those three songs are peace and the thing is they're at the bookends too which is nuts like like and then the middle is just like i said bash your head in and then you got the great the real greatness at the very front and the very back and um i just love it man where seasons of the abyss wins for me and going track by track uh because there's 10 10 songs on each record you know F- number five 
Dead Skin Mask against Jesus Saves, even though I love Jesus Saves. Dead Skin Mask is my favorite Slayer song of all time. So I'm like, right there in the middle is where Seasons of the Abyss wins for me. Uh, kind of the opposite of what Brooks said, because like Skeletons of Society and Temptation and Expendable Youth, like all on the other sides, all on each sides of number five, you know, number four, uh, number four, Expendable Youth, uh, Skeletons of Society and Temptation against Altar of Sacrifice, Reborn and Epidemic. I just think that Seasons of the Abyss is the more complete album from front to back, you know, uh, going from number one through ten. Even though Rain and Blood has the classic, classic opener and closer. And, you know, awesome fucking songs, you know, between. Mm -hmm. But I agree with Heath where I think that they grew a little bit as far as, like, throwing it up. You know, throwing some more shit out there, like, as far as, like... Dead Skin Mask, you know, they're talking about, you know, like a, like a Dahmer or like, you know, the serial killer or whatever. And it's like, it is very like kind of, kind of slow at times and like, but still like really, really fucked up in that Slayer style. Um, this is a record also, there's a little bit of like, uh, emotion in this decision as well, because Seasons of the Abyss was a record that I had in my Tahoe for like years. And I would just listen to this motherfucker front to back and just, you know, to just rock out, man. And like you guys said, it has like its slower points, even, even slower points are fucked up because look, it's Slayer and we're doing an album battle of Slayer, <laughs> but it has those like thrash tracks as well. Um, but yeah, it's going to be seasons that are best for me. And I felt like that, uh, I had to go track by track to pick one, you know, yeah. between these two, because I was like. You know, it, it was just too even for me, man. So I had to go, literally go, you know, one versus one, two versus two, three versus three. Yeah. To, in order to pick an See, album. See, and the thing is, like, even, even looking at it now, like, I think, I do think that if I look at the first half of Seasons of the Abyss, mm -hmm. it is better than Rain in Blood for me. Like, just if you go even up, like, just as a whole. Fourth like if you go top, if you go one through like if you go one through five on mm -hmm. Rain and Blood, like Angel of Death and Peace by Peace are really good. Mm -hmm. But then like war, like War Ensemble, Expendable Youth, and Dead Skin Mask by themselves are right. It's just that four through stupid, eight. It's stupid that four songs. through eight that win it for me. As See, far as yeah, and on Abyss, like Hollow Point and Skeletons, like they're just not my favorite. Mm -hmm. So. And then, like, I just, yeah, it was just that, I don't know, usually I'm not, I don't, I feel like usually I'm not that kind of guy that's like, oh, it's because it's the same all the way through. I normally, I would probably be on your guys' side on that, but it was just, and, and another thing that it was for me is like, there's, pro I mean, Raining Blood, like I said, Raining Blood and uh, Angel of Death are probably two of their all-time great songs. And oh, yeah. Like to me, the greatness of those songs kind of gives a little more weight to the like the album for me is like where I can excuse some of the other tracks that are maybe a little less than Seasons of Abyss because I feel like those songs are just on another level by themselves mm -hmm. that it kind of it it steered me that way too, but I could have went either way. That's just my man. opinion. I'm gonna be honest. Like I could have went either way. I hate to say this is one of those another battles where it's like it could have been either one. It, like know? I can't even get mad at you guys. I can't even like get mad for you, nobody being on my side. But like mm -hmm. I get it, you know. 
It's fucking tough. At the end of the day, like we had our, our reasons were based on the album construction. Yeah. Like we, I think it was just more of a preference. Like you guys enjoy, like I, I enjoyed the fact that it was just, you know, fast, fast, speed, speed all the way through. And you guys basically said like the, the change up of pace was, was good for you. It and made the, 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 songs. Uh, the faster songs mean more, I thought. And when you slow it down a little bit. And it's not like their slower yeah. songs were like not heavy or, you yeah, know. Yeah, true. And, and it's like. You slow it down a little bit, and then you go into something like uh, "Temptation." You know, mm-hmm. it's yeah, it makes it that much more of like um, it gets you more excited. Maybe is like you're like, all right, here we go. It's it's pumping back up. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, for sure. All right, that's all I got. That's yeah, man. all I got, man. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I'm just honestly, man. Now that we're kind of here, I'm just I'm getting really fired up because now i'm just sitting here thinking i was like shit this time tomorrow night we're gonna be at that slipknot show it's gonna be awesome mm-hmm. <laughs> like i'm really pumped it's funny because even my wife was just like honestly how many times have you seen them in the last couple of years i was like yeah one more time won't hurt <laughs> okay brooks is gonna be in the front row like uh, fucking yelling at Corey taylor the whole time i was like mgk was right yeah no, brooks yeah. is gonna wear a machine gun kelly shirt <laughs> <laughs> dude that'd be the like That'd be like the most awesome troll move ever. Oh, just, that'd be awesome. I was joking with uh, Sturgeon that we, if if it was possible, we should get like a MGK like cardboard cutout and like draw on it and shit and just like hold it up. Mm-hmm. Get our heads beat in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, so I think funny. that'll do it for this week's edition of Guillotine Press. Boys. Yeah, I think that's that's a good place to wrap. Um, I'll just say once again, uh, follow us on our social media. Facebook Guillotine Press, or you search at Guillotine PM, which is also the Twitter handle. Um, Insta uh, Guillotine underscore Press One, mm-hmm. and uh, if you ever want to email us, that is Guillotine Press Media at Gmail dot com. Keep a lookout for spooky album battles and uh, other spooktacular content. For yes, I, honestly, I think that's something we really didn't uh, get into. Is we're gonna try to, because um, as you all, pro- you should know by now, Travis hosts horrifying my friends, uh, his podcast, which is horror movie uh, mm-hmm. based, mm-hmm. Um, and we're talk we're you know they obviously coming into October that that podcast is really gonna. Um, Really go all in on the Halloween season, dig into Halloween movies, etc. And we're going to try to do some of that as well, is kind of get into a spookier mood. Um, Maybe get into some of the stuff like King Diamond and maybe Alice Cooper a little Mm -hmm. bit, like a little bit deeper. Stuff like that. I want to, I want to dive into mayhem for Brooks. (laughs) Let's dive into some mayhem, Dark Throne for real. He's going to hate it, but we have to. (laughs) Oh yeah, there's a bunch of uh, spooky. Yeah, we we definitely have some ideas that we're ta- we're throwing around. We may even, uh, well, I don't want to give up too much, but October should be a fun month. We're gonna probably do some stuff a little different, and uh, we're very excited about it. And we hope you stick around and check it out uh, as well. So, um, thanks for tuning in this time, um, and we'll see you next week. Yes, we will see you next week, next Friday, with new topics and a new. Um, a new band to enter the guillotine. Peace out.
Sorry. 